Paul. Ow. <laughs> That's Paul. No need for further proof there. <laughs> um, how would you practice for hell? Oh, I'm already in it, chum. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. You're so sassy all the time. Oh. <laughs> you know me. Good old Paul Goodman. <laughs> God, the Australian's really settling into your voice as well. You've been out there too long. I'm just making some music, like. <laughs> oh, your reliance on the word like. Yeah. That's what I'll always think of first with you. Uh, yeah, it's good to be here. It's good to be Goodman. <laughs> it's good to be Goodman. That's your famous catchphrase that you use frequently. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I tried good to be Goodman to, today. I tried to get it franchised. Um... <laughs> well, John Goodman uh, really <laughs> beat you to the punch there. One Good Thing, the podcast that is more beautiful than a good podcast because it documents human failure. I'm Paul Revere. <laughs> now, the Paul that's called Goodman shall just once more be unable to join us today. He'll be back to his normal saucy self next week. Oh. Uh, but fortunately, we've got another host who's just as super macho as he is. It's Ellen Graham. I would dare to say more, <laughs> actually. I would probably agree more than either of what our listeners are used to. <laughs> Um, Too much testosterone in this podcast, suddenly. <laughs> it's suddenly a sausage fest. Woof. And <laughs> well, I, I, did, it... I did wear two wear-on dildos today. <laughs> oh, no, no further context needed there. It is, of course, if you haven't guessed already, <laughs> Ellen Graham from Baby Beer Media and her own life. Stop trying to contain her. Yeah. Her projects and such. Yeah, yeah. mum. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I am Ellen Graham, the swiftest of the baby beards. <laughs> Very swift. We know this. Yeah. <laughs> and remind me, who's the strongest, most dexterous? Me. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, also all of you, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that they really fucking overpowered you. There's no balance in the baby beards um, oh, yeah. combat the, system. The, the party is not stacked. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen joins us at the mouth end of the recommendations canal before it lets out into the seas of bad movies, I guess. Um, <laughs> before you're back to your own terrible decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and Ellen has brought along with her in her boat. What is this? Uh, 2005 <laughs> Stay. It's a gondola because I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it works? Anytime an Italian person or person of Italian heritage gets into a boat, it becomes a gondola. Yeah, the genes are strong. <laughs> I wonder that cruise ship went down the canals the other day. <laughs> oh, I'm on yeah, you should have. <laughs> Some guy at the front steering it. <laughs> Giuseppe. <laughs> left, left, Giuseppe. Oh, moms are so tired. <laughs> Why must we speak English? <laughs> it's so really hard for me to get my head around. <laughs> you know, I'm already multitasking, you bastard. <laughs> Cuts on you. Uh, yeah, I brought stay to the to the group. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a natural segue back into 
<laughs> to the fighting arena, uh, which was made in 2005. Indeed. Between the world of the living. What's going on? I'm seeing things that don't make any sense, and there are many people that are supposed to be dead. It's scaring me, Sam. I wish I and the world of the dead. Everything you know is a lie. The kid hears voices and carries a gun. Watch your back. There is a place. I want to go home before this hail starts. I want to know what's going on. How can you tell the future? You're not supposed to stay. It was, and it was directed by Mark Foster, who's uh, made as many bad movies as good, I think. On one oh. hand, you've got Monsters Ball, Finding Neverland, Stranger Than Fiction, The Kite oh, Runner. Oh, I love Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah, it's a really interesting yeah. film. I like that. You've got The Kite Runner, which is a really, really great film. And Christopher Robin, which I think appeared on Goodman's top ten of um, that year. Very sweet film. Now, is that the... Winnie the Pooh yes. live action oh, yeah. film with, yes, with Ewan McGregor. Donald Gleason. Oh shit. No, there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, this it's is the so... one with Ewan McGregor in it, I believe. Reunited. It's so weird when that happens where it's yeah. like two very <laughs> very much exactly the same premise premise yeah. films <laughs> release at the same time. Uh with uh almost indistinguishable main leading men <laughs> they're ginger men from different parts of um great britain than the than england that's all you need yeah. to know yeah yeah and it's a nightmare uh, they I'm got sure, funny actually, accents you know what i'm pretty sure donald <laughs> gleason's from the south of ireland so i've got to yeah. start with my fiercely republican tendencies on this show <laughs> it's really becoming I've an always, issue i've always said <laughs> that this is a very conservative part of the podcast <laughs> On the one hand, those movies I mentioned four minutes ago. On the other hand, (laughs) he's directed Quantum of Solace, Machine Gun Preacher, World War Z, and Stay, or maybe find out here. Ooh! (laughs) We'll never tell. We'll never tell. The film was written by (laughs) David Benioff. I saw that, yeah. Good afternoon, sir. It's the first screenplay that he sold. Is it? Oh, yes, because this ever so slightly predates... uh, because uh, again, he's a very interesting chap. He did Twenty Fifth Hour, the excellent Spike Lee movie. Uh, he wrote yeah. the novel, novel for that and the adaptation, which is great. Uh, he wrote the Kite Runner, so not the first time. Uh, yeah. But also, stay. Why is it on the good yeah. list in his one? What does it mean? <laughs> what do they mean? You'll find out. Uh, but of course, he also famously messed up the end of Game of Thrones, and oh, he fuck. wrote he wrote X Men <laughs> Origins Wolverine, Gemini Man, and Troy, which, to be honest, is a bit of a guilty pleasure for me. <laughs> I don't think I've seen any of them. <laughs> Weirdly, the thing that unites all three is that it's a good place to exhibit muscly men ra- mm. rabbling with each other. And that's pretty much it. I'm pretty sure Will right. Smith rabbles with himself. I hope he does. Mm. I do. <laughs> Spiritually, we all do. Now, here is a quote from Wikipedia. Mark Foster's directorial style is artistic. Full stop. Details such as the length of a character's trousers and what he is wearing on his feet are significant too. Thanks, Wikipedia. Yes. I actually did notice that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. No, because I, I, like, there was a point in this film where I'm like, why are you and McGregor's pants so short? That's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> and then I read... Then I read the explanation for that and I thought, oh, that's silly. <laughs> it was very uncomfortable for you and McGregor, but all right. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. Critics reacted to the film like an inelegant suicide. There's <laughs> <laughs> just no excuse for it. Andro, no. <laughs> Andro here. Oh, I did learn how to say his name. Andro here. 
over at uh, salon.com. Here, here. Here, here. That's how I remembered it in the end. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of talent gets expended in stay. Brackets, I'm not including whoever dressed McGregor. Oh, shit. Sick. Oh, my God. Well, it is salon.com, so I guess they're going to take shots. (laughs) All right. I guess, yeah, I guess he does have a vested interest in this. <laughs> oh, oh, vested! Oh, oh see what I did fuck! There. Oh, there's no stopping us now. You should work for Salon.com. <laughs> I should. I'm, uh, I'm here. I'm available. <laughs> come on, Salon.com. You know what's right. Uh, meanwhile, Susan Walker at the Toronto Star says, Sometimes artful doesn't make up for annoying. I've heard that way too many times. <laughs> mm, many a first date. <laughs> yeah. I like I liked how artistic he managed to make the um the first dates. It's a shame he was just really fucking annoying. <laughs> just really Like why did you off-putting. hang all these clocks <laughs> from the ceiling? <laughs> what does it mean? What does he it employed, mean? He employed a, a number of visual motifs that I found very on the nose during our date. <laughs> Oh. Maybe it's you, Susan. <laughs> I'll tell you this, though. Public, meanwhile, felt that their troubles had ceased and fortune had smiled upon them. Because on Google, where only The Last Jedi gets bad reviews... <laughs> I'm so sore about it. Uh, Graham Young says, The first time you watch it, stay will not make sense. It will be a bit of a contrived slog up until the end. Sold already. The second time, (laughs) you will be absolutely paralyzed with awe. And the third time, you'll be reaching for a pen to put this on your top five films list. I do keep that list just by by my my chair (laughs) so that I can quickly scrub scrub out Last Jedi and write in whatever is uh, replaced (laughs) at a moment's notice. What happens if I've seen it four times? It's (laughs) got that ground in the cycle. (laughs) Then you're in it, weirdly. Oh, Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, All you right. just get absorbed into the film and you'll appear as an extra. I'll get that paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk Threeman. We've got yeah. a lovely Threeman. We've got Mr. Bob Hoskins. Who, um, oh, welcome oh. to the fold, Bob. <laughs> Good to have you here. Aww. He played <laughs> Mario in Super Mario Brothers very memorably and gave a very endearing cameo in Spice World. So, Aww. yeah. <laughs> so here he is. <laughs> He's paying the oh, price for that. Oh, that's not... That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he was arguably two of the best things in those two movies. So I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, he's a three man uh... in high esteem. We also have a five man. And it is, Ewan? of course. Yep. It's dear old Ewan, who appeared in all three of the prequel movies and Mordecai. Oh, fuck. More deserved, I, I think. I forgot that you covered that. Drek. <laughs> oh, my God. I still think Ugh. about it sometimes. Oh, free to a man. Free in a bush. Free. The film has 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, 41 on Metacritic, and made $8 million on a $50 million budget. Ouch. Oof. 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 Yeesh. I bet even Fuck. McGregor felt that in his high, hiked up trousers. <laughs> no, they don't have pockets. He <laughs> <laughs> can never pay you for whatever one of his movies sinks. <laughs> So oh, I'd no. get, I'd pay you, but you just can't fit it in those pockets that I made you wear. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I refuse to change the trousers. <laughs> so Ellen, you substitute you you substitute shrink. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yep, it's alarmingly similar to the role you're actually fulfilling by standing <laughs> in for government. <laughs> What's one thing about Stay that made you feel there was too much beauty to quit? By which I mean, Ooh. why did you recommend this? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't like your fucking tone, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, what, don't you, what have you done? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I literally, yeah, so I did discover this in a bargain bin. Uh, as as <laughs> most people, I think, did find this film. Uh, yes. Weirdly. I yes. saw a lot of that online. Yeah. And I, I was they a teenager. optimistically printed copies of this. <laughs> Um, mm. I I think I found it in like around 2007, and okay. and that was that was kind of the beginning of my depression, ah. <laughs> the Great Depression. Not linked uh, to this, was it? Which which in my Wikipedia article you can read more about. Yeah, depressive um, years. But I was very like arty, uh, introverted. Mm. Like it kind of came from that time of uh, unabashed extra like extroverted mm. behavior to then right sullen. Um, very sensitive, uh, insular uh, introvert kind of life. Yeah. And I was very arty. I was a very arty kid. And I think that was like the beginning of me being like, I want to find more kind of films that make me feel like I'm in in my space. (laughs) Or in American McGee's Alice. That's interesting. Yeah. I found this. (laughs) And I, I... watched it and i really enjoyed it um mm. it 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 was the thing where it was light on plot right um and like the plot's not it's not very difficult you know like i hope um, not <laughs> we are coming to you it. know like the narrative it's like when you string it all together it's pretty simple it's a what if kind yeah. of premise yeah but, exactly but the art like the artistry of of the cinematography i just found mm. compelling and it really just feels like a bit of an experience you know mm. uh if, if on a on a sick day it's dark you've got the cl- curtains closed and you're mm. watching it in bed and it just makes you know it just makes you feel like oh or it did for me <laughs> when i was a kid yeah. and i i've rewatched it since mm. um and i hadn't uh, for a few years before I decided to do it for this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I enjoy a lot of it. Or cool. I, there are many <laughs> merits to it in my mind. Excellent. So that's why I brought it. I thought it would be fun to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really interesting that it kind of fulfilled the sort of emo film for you because I feel like a lot of introverted kind of arty kids did have that movie that sort of had a character who was kind of depressed and mm. you know thought about these things which then became very important I think for me it was Ginger Snaps like, I remember seeing that when I was a kid and that was just Fuck, like that's oh I really get these characters now like the beginning where they're doing their suicide <laughs> montage yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like yes this speaks yeah. to me <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it was yeah it was this and Donnie Darko I think oh yeah that yes ma- that made- that yeah made my parents go ooh <laughs> it's a, it feels like because it's it has these things that sort of try to put off casual viewers it has a kind of private club feel to it like this is it my does movie. a little bit yeah, yeah. It, it, i can't find a way to describe it apart from it's a good hmm. close the curtains sick day film <laughs> well let's have a look at what happens in this sick day film oh, yeah. um so we start with oh my god i've seen this movie before I literally realized this 10 seconds in. You see, my dad would sometimes procure films for the family to watch over several nights during dinner. And Uh, this was one of them. Like a true provider. Yeah. Family, I have provided. Here is the food. Here is the cultural nourishment for the day. 
but it was a terrible way to watch movies like this because he always used to get high concept mind bendy films and we would watch it over several nights so it would just get really confusing oh, like for, right. for years i thought the twist of eternal sunshine of the spotless mind was that joel had actually already had his mind wiped and that's why but i was just because we kept watching it like on different nights so i kept getting confused wait is this right. the same time or is this he is he gone back for a second time now yeah, this is like when I thought the <laughs> when I was young and watched uh, Empire Strikes Back, and I thought it was a different guy playing Luke. <laughs> I mean, or yeah. I just I thought it was a completely different character, but also called Luke <laughs> because of his massive facial reconstructive surgery he had between films. That's fair yeah. enough. <laughs> well, let's actually cover what happens in Stay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, we experienced the wheels' perspective of a car crash. Uh, mm. And it, it crashes right near where Ryan Gosling is brooding. Oh, hate it when that happens. Oh, no. <laughs> now he's got to go brood <laughs> elsewhere. Otherwise, his brooding will become epic, and that's not the headspace he's in. <laughs> just just for a chill brood. <laughs> we, we segue <laughs> to Ewan McGregor's experience of his apartment. Nobody brooding here yet. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Gosling's getting therapy, but McGregor is filling in for his regular therapist, and he, he doesn't get what the big deal is with this. <laughs> she's away for a while i'm covering for her she's away where she's not feeling well she'll be back in a couple of weeks what are you a substitute shrink what the person you've been confiding in for ages just isn't here i'm here uh, it to me. and also not you were not informed in any way <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i just thought i'd show up and be like hey here was me yeah. you and mcgregor yeah. did someone say obi-wan <laughs> I mean, if that happened to me, if my if, I, if my therapist wasn't around, and you and McGregor be, showed up instead, I'd be fucking psyched. Oh my god, why are your trousers like that? Oh, actually, I hate you now. <laughs> so they have an awkward first session. I think it's fair to say. Mm. Um, during which he makes a fairly accurate prediction about the weather. It's gonna hail soon. It's gonna hail soon, and then it mm. does hail soon. So what, what are you gonna do about that? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, McGregor is dating Naomi Watts, a former patient of his who tried to kill herself once. Yeah, that breaks a few uh, <laughs> very important <laughs> rules. That yeah, best not have. do that. <laughs> that and informing a patient, you know, if you're going to be taking over their their therapy. Yeah, he's a bad therapist. <laughs> he's a bad therapist. I'll say it. Yeah, I've got several notes on that. <laughs> I saw the first half of Antichrist, and for what I, it looked like, it was going to turn out okay. So based on what i saw so i think this is good ryan gosling is taking the train home i guess and hector salamanca from breaking bad doesn't like the smoking that he's doing <gasps> oh fuck it's that yeah. guy yeah yeah so he puts <laughs> he puts the cigarette out on his arm which is upsetting but luckily naomi watts is waiting at the next station to get on and she's got a scene transition with her mm-hmm. <laughs> tasty tasty transition <laughs> just dragging it behind her so <laughs> Um, she does, in her talk, bring up the impossibility of accurately grading art homework, and I feel a lot better about my art grades. <laughs> Did you oh, just get A's? <laughs> yeah, in, in my heart. <laughs> well, maybe that's because you were an A student, Paul. <laughs> oh, you see? It's subjective, mm. not bollocks, like my teacher said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Mrs. Barrett. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know art. <laughs> Can't quantify this man. You're a religion teacher. What are you doing here? <laughs> Get out. We have the second session, and Gosling admits that he is hearing voices—voices voices that say stuff like "Stay with me," 
don't go, I'm a paramedic trying to save your life, quit dreaming about you and McGregor, that kind of thing. Oh, it's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> what could it mean? At this stage, Gosling does threaten, uh, suggests that he's going to commit suicide. Um, mm. So Ewan McGregor goes off to see his friend on the psych ward to be like, hey, can you do me a favor and admit this guy? Sure, that's how this works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Name the place. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Time and place. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> Any forms I need to fill out? <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You, you bought the last beer. <laughs> We're a cool psych ward. We do things differently. Ah, <laughs> oh, and he turns his cap backwards. <laughs> oh, well, he's already got that stupid fucking goatee on the previously gorgeous BD Wong. But I'll move on. <laughs> I think we're at a lecture now, where Ryan Gosling is watching an art lecture, and um, Ewan McGregor is looking over. And I, yeah. I noticed that the the material of the lecture is that Manet, when he received criticism for his picture of a dead Toreador sliced it in half with a razor uh creating an iconic work huh i guess the critics were right then <laughs> i guess they were right to criticize him because he made it much better <laughs> it's uh like that you know that story of oprah getting fired uh from her first job at like 20 something it's like oh. no she she needed to be fired to become yeah. oprah yeah <laughs> you'll never make anything of yourself you're terrible at talking to people oh hmm. god the production show off how many identical twins and triplets they could find. It's a lot. Oh, fuck well yeah. Done. And Lots in the same clothes, too. I wouldn't know That's where hard. I'd begin to go finding that. <laughs> where do you start? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Facebook. <laughs> oh, well, anyway. Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted. <laughs> Honestly, not for sex reasons. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Signed, Ewan McGregor. He did the casting for some reason. It's very strange. Um, they wouldn't show up for anything less. <laughs> <laughs> they have a chat um, together in the art gallery. And McGregor oh. asks Gosling about his dead parents and lack of a proper girlfriend. It's hard to make chit chat with some people. Yeah, especially uh, <laughs> a patient that really yeah. you should not be stalking out of hours. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> They've driven in any cars lately? <laughs> it's so weird because I love being asked about my dead parent. <laughs> <laughs> and my lack of a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it is becoming a persistent issue. So it is. <laughs> McGregor wanders out from the art gallery into a sea life centre, which could either be a very on the nose naughty's transition, part of the twist, or just a very pretentious art gallery that keeps a sea lion in it. Oh, God. <laughs> and McGregor just got wandered off. Lack Couldn't of you say that all aquariums are pretentious art oh galleries? Oh, <gasps> They make nature the art. Whoa. But the only thing that's exposed is their indifference. They profit over the, of the suffering of the animals, and we are forced to look into their eyes. To remember Inferno Herzog Sea Life to remember, to remember the sacrifice that we have made for these unwilling creatures. The irony is that I have constructed the Sea Life Center so that the animals may observe the humans. <laughs> What might they find in our soulless eyes? <laughs> they may observe our bizarre behaviour. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Speaking of which, a random photographer takes a picture of Gosling and says, um, oh, he's not going to make it. Not from that car crash he's just been in with his whole family. What could it mean? Uh, it's so funny because in my notes I've got, that's just how Austrian sightseers do it. <laughs> they find <laughs> depressed young American guys brooding over aquariums excuse me i couldn't help but notice that you're likely to die may i take your picture (laughs) 
Well, yeah? since you asked. Well, you did ask. <laughs> this um, guy didn't ask at all. What a rude prick. <laughs> Noted three men, Bob Hoskins shows up at this stage. <laughs> playing, playing an American fairly well, I think. How's Lila? She's good. Oh, I, I, I got something for her. Ah. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. I hear she's a beautiful girl. How long have you been carrying that around? Oh, yeah, I, to- I totally forgot he was an American. Yeah, that's oh, a great yeah. accent. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, he's yeah. also playing a blind guy, and unlike most blind people, he's unable to tell where sound is coming from. Oh, yeah. Look, <laughs> Look. <laughs> it was a different time. We didn't know. We didn't know. Let's never mind Gosling's imagination. So, <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, we didn't. He also becomes not blind later on. Spoilers. That's true. Uh, spoilers. And that's very unrealistic. I've noticed that blind people very rarely do that. Yeah, yeah. Unless you get bonked on a head the second time. And that's only really for that. (laughs) So he does most of his healings now. (laughs) He has a little toy ballot. Bless you, my child. Bonk. Bonk. Oh, shit. I would. (laughs) I didn't realise Jesus was so wacky. Yeah, he's a wacky guy. He's a cool, freewheeling bachelor with his 12 mates. Moonwalking on water. Just hanging with the lads. (laughs) Turning water into Carlsberg. (laughs) <laughs> it's basically the same oh, thing oh god <laughs> gosling <laughs> oh shit take that carlsberg <laughs> gosling thinks that hoskins might be his dad he's obviously mental um mm. he's also written forgive me all over his al- place oh yeah nothing, nothing alike <laughs> no offense to bob hoskins but <laughs> it's, there's no resemblance <laughs> yeah and and yeah he's never getting his bond back because yeah. he's written Forgive me. forgive me in tiny letters. Over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely handwriting, though. Oh, yeah, it's gorgeous. Gotta say that. And how did he get to the ceiling? He doesn't have a ladder. Crazy knows a, no limits. <laughs> he doesn't have a pit, pot to piss in. He's only got, like, a mattress on the floor and stuff. How did he get on the fucking ceiling? <laughs> There's anyway. nothing here but his mattress, his mattress and his pogo stick. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. McGregor also apparently left him a voicemail on his voicemail saying, um, hey, quit dreaming. You've been in a car crash. Wake up, Leela. <laughs> wake up. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. McGregor naughty's, naughty's transitions his way around the city a bit um, and is then advised by his girlfriend, Naomi Watts, uh, who also tried to commit suicide, that you just need to American beauty this guy. There's too much beauty to quit. Tell him that. There's too much goddamn beauty. Yeah, show yeah, him a bag. bag. Yeah. <laughs> now, That'll you see, it. Katy Perry's firework hadn't come out at the time. Uh. And so we couldn't deliver that <laughs> that wisdom in cool pop form. <laughs> yeah. We just had, ba- <laughs> just we just had, had bad art. <laughs> bag boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Before Katy Perry, we just had bad art. I think that's fair yeah. to say in general. Yeah. Yeah. There's pre... <laughs> Before Katy... <laughs> Pre Perry era. PP. PPE? Oh no, you've done else. this. You've done this to yourself. <laughs> now, Gosling d- actually also predicted a fortune cookie. <gasps> Naughty said it to cab through window and then from cab to phone. I have a nosebleed. If you. Can- <laughs> 
if you can travel via Naughty's uh, transition, it's I highly very recommend it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you will suffer ba- brain hemorrhaging though <laughs> as a result. <laughs> he does. He does finally manage to get Gosling's uh, mum on the phone. Yes. Yeah, and he's just like, "Oh wow, he told me you were dead." Hello. That's weird. <laughs> Whack. You need to work on your phone <laughs> skills and all your other skills. What do you mean patient co- uh, uh, um, <laughs> therapist confidentiality? <laughs> I hope you'll be willing to give me information for no reason at all. He does go and visit Gosling's spooky mum. It's, it's a tense sequence. Mm, very and spooky. Then, and then he's mildly bothered by being mauled by a dog. <laughs> I must say, look, really bad acting on that dog's part because it looked like like the most gentle grip on his arm. And then it turns out that um, Gosling's mum has been dead for months. Ooh, there hasn't been a Ryan Gosling's mum in these parts for for 25 years. It says right here, death certificate, Ryan Gosling's mum. Weird. What could it mean? Nothing makes sense. Uh, McGregor leaves the um, hospital museum that he's in, and the uh, naughty soundtrack <laughs> intensifies quite a bit by playing Angel by Massive Attack. Oh god, he hasn't got long. <laughs> We can't escalate uh, much further. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, heart monitor has a special button for that <laughs> in the hospitals. We're losing him. <laughs> Play Angel. <laughs> we get an arty repeater scene as um, McGregor returns home. I've been calling people all over the city looking for you. I was about to call the police. What happened to you? <coughs> I've been calling people all over the city looking for you. Christ, where have you been? Calling people all over the city looking for you. I was about to call the police. What's going on, Sam? I don't know. And then an arty swap about the place with uh, McGregor and Gosling in the corridor outside. And at least, at least one of them has a gun, I think. Ah. Maybe. Who knows? Here's America. A piece of music from the Animatrix plays, which is fun. Yeah. It's finally hit me. Naughty's nostalgia is now a thing. Uh. Oh no. I'm so Paul, old. Glossy lips and, and frosted <laughs> eyes are going to come back. Yay. I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to track down her his maybe girlfriend, Athena, by going about the place, checking in with Athena's. The mum from Twilight. Uh-huh. And also Shirley from The Haunting of Hill House. Haunting Hill House lady is who it is, yeah. but in order to find her, he first finds the cafe where she works, the diner where she works. And it's just oh, like, yeah. could you tell me where she lives? No, definitely not. Why would I? All right. I mean, <laughs> maybe if you give me some drugs. Uh-huh. Well, you've already mentioned that she's in your acting class, so I might just look into local acting classes and <laughs> see if she's around. Or you could give so, me drugs. So no yeah, drugs? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a hell of a night. Go on. So, yes, he meets the uh, the girl that Gosling likes, which is the Haunting of Hill House, who is busy doing some appropriately thematic Hamlet extracts. I could be bounded in a nutshell and count myself a king of infinite space were it not that I have bad dreams. 
That's my favorite line in the whole play. It's a good line. Oh, what could uh -oh. it mean? Oh, what does this all mean? Oh, the play with the big soliloquy about suicide. I don't know. <laughs> but also about how it's really out of the uh, the tragedy of it all being actually out of the main character's hands. Yeah, and the bit where yeah. she talks about having bad dreams. <gasps> oh. McGregor t uh, tells Athena, I need you to save this guy with the power of love. I don't... I don't want to do that. He should have gone into it, yeah. <laughs> I don't know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't glass. Get out of there. Yeah, she hasn't She hasn't met him before. He's going to kill himself. Oh, my God. You're his therapist. Yeah, don't say that to people. <laughs> I don't need also, that. <laughs> also, don't pressure people into <laughs> trying to hook up with someone because they're going to kill themselves. You're the worst matchmaker. So <laughs> He goes and finds a bookstore that he used to hang out in and he, he's banging on the doors, you know, just looking really intense. And um, Hector Salamanca's just like, see what he wants. <laughs> the, gu the guy shaking his head, like, <laughs> before letting him in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Fuck, can I relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> McGregor eventually gets a lead to Brooklyn Bridge, where like, his favourite artist committed suicide, Gosling's favourite artist. And he yes. calls up Naomi Watts and says, um, look, I love you. And whatever happens, I hope that you realize that I'm worried. Oh, don't be worried. <laughs> I just, no, don't be worried at all. But whatever happens, just know that I. <laughs> that's how I, yeah, that's how I do every sign off. Yeah, that's how I always sign off a phone call. <laughs> all right, I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll get the milk. I'll be home in about five minutes. Whatever mm. happens. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the lengths I'm willing to go to to get this milk. <laughs> Naomi Watts finds Gosling's name on some pictures in the apartment. Um, and she's just so... Uh, it just, just makes me think, oh my God, she's involved with another Henry. And then I think, <laughs> Book of Henry, Birdman, Mahal oh, and Drive. No. <laughs> Do directors just hire Naomi Watts to indicate that shit's going to get weird? <laughs> yeah. It's a real shit's going down actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Naomi Watts is here. I'm not going to understand any of this. <laughs> oh, I guess this isn't going to be naturalism then. <laughs> and that explains Diana. So, <laughs> uh, McGregor valiantly riles against the naughty's editing he's trapped in, but it's no use. <laughs> we all try and fight it, but it's easier to just give Claim in. Yeah, claims you in the end. Um, <laughs> and Gosling does indeed shoot himself, but twist, it was all a car crash. Ah, oh, the one we saw at the beginning of the film. Yay, Gosling oh. was in it. His family are dead and he's dead as well. And he's just been dreaming all of this. And yeah, yeah there's a crowd of people around definitely delaying the paramedics arriving on the scene. And um, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gosling passes away. It was worth it, though, because now McGregor and Watts are together. Oh. Maybe. They said they'd get a... All right, they said they'd get a cup of coffee. <laughs> no, they're, they're, to, they're together. Let's not jump to conclusions. Here. I felt the chemistry. That that that's that's a done deal. <laughs> well, if Paul says it, um, who am I to argue? <laughs> look, nobody knows chemistry better than me. <laughs> so yeah, how did it hold up to like the, your most vi recent viewing? I I enjoyed it. I also yeah. did have a bourbon and coke. Uh, Excellent. Advice. <laughs> it was some some nice getting some nice day drinking buzz on. <laughs> Which maybe I shouldn't have done. Maybe I should have gone into this film sober so I could be a proper critic about it. Uh, I, I still really enjoyed the artistry of the making it. I, I, mm. I, and this is, well, not my first watch, obviously. Sure. So I think that that comment... Turns out mine either. 
Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> it sneaks up on you. <laughs> Surprise, it's Paul Salt's dying dream. <laughs> um, this sucks. Why am I not in my own <laughs> dying dream? <laughs> Why aren't I the star of my dying dream? This is awful. <laughs> well, to be fair, Ryan Gosling's not the star of his exactly. own dying dream That's either. That's so crazy. <laughs> Don't call him crazy. Oh. He's just dying. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> At this stage, self-improvement should be low down on your list of priorities, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I really, I, mm. I could notice all the details and yes. and, it, and had a real kind of, um, I think I said this to Chris, sexy Chris, after <laughs> after I watched it. Oh, sexy it. Chris, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I, it felt like I had gotten drunk and fallen down at MC Escher's staircase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it is really, if you just kind of take, sit back. Mm. and relax into this film. I think people will enjoy it. And I'm not here yeah. necessarily um I don't think all films need to be earth-shattering in their right um premise or um you know, I don't think it really said a lot. That's my main thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just for me a kind of exploration of survivor's guilt and mm. um I just really love when things aren't explained to you right off the bat in mm. media and so this great feeling of oh my god like what's going on and this this slow right. unsettling feeling of things not being right which then yeah. you catch on by noticing that all the extras are the same <laughs> or yeah. you know twins or dress the same or um there's a bit where naomi watts is running down a staircase and you can mm. see the tire from the yes. opening yeah, the bottom. Just little yeah. little things. It's like the gorilla walking in through the basketball, you know, follow the basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't notice the gorilla. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like that kind of a movie. So, mm. yeah, I, I had fun. I had fun. Excellent. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Yeah, I, well, for me, part of what was interesting <laughs> about this was... <laughs> Paul Salt's going to wreck my arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's an logic. entirely different, entirely different <laughs> YouTube show. That's a couple of villains on YouTube, but it was... Yeah. yeah. We should have really monetized that. <laughs> just, not even ads. It's just out there. So, yes, I think it was interesting for me in terms of the context of this kind of subgenre because it's a fairly well-established uh, kind of story, you know, this kind of psychological thriller and specifically the deaf dream. Um, mm. There's actually yes. examples of it from, like, medieval literature, but one of the big things Ooh. that popularized it was the occurrence at Owl Creek. Oh, a novella by I don't know who wrote it. <laughs> That's a real lapse in my research. Ambrose fucking Bierce. Incredibly famous short story writer. I didn't know him. <laughs> if they're so famous, how come I didn't know him? Well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> Take that, Ambrose Bierce. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote an incident at Owl, uh, an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. Shit, I knew I'd do that. An incident <laughs> at Owl Creek. Uh, is the episode of Family Guy where Stan shits himself in front of all his neighbours. And I knew I was going to say that instead of an occurrence at Owl Creek at some stage. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. You bloody idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm a basic bitch. So anyway, that popular... Because that's Confederate soldier, gets captured, and um, is about to be hanged. And he escapes, and he goes on his adventure, and then it turns out he didn't escape uh, after all. All of his he escape was hanged. just a dream. Yeah, he got hanged. And then that was that inspired a whole bunch of Twilight Zone episodes that I've seen, including an actual adaptation, although that was a bit complicated. Speci mm. More significantly, it inspired two excellent movies I like a lot, Carnival of Souls from 1962 and Jacob's Ladder in 1990. I was going to say Jacob's Ladder, yeah. Yeah. Very similar premises. And also, in addition to being another film in that tradition, it's also part of a trend of 
early noughties mind-bending thrillers, sort of puzzle movies. Um, you oh, had... it was a great time to be. A... It was. It was a great time <laughs> to like to, to make notes from a for a film. You had you know Fight Club in '99, and then you had Memento, Mulholland Drive, Donnie Darko, Capex, The Hole, The Machinist, <laughs> Identity. It was a genre of, of movies. <laughs> it's a whole fucking time, kids. Yeah, it put was. Down, put down your TikTok and listen <laughs> <laughs> before your MCU. When <laughs> people used to go see K-Pax. <laughs> we loved it. Oh, God. It was a genre of movies where you're not quite sure what's real or who's real. or you know. So there's, there's plenty of room for comparisons. Um, and some of those are very well respected, including by me. <laughs> um, we respect like no this. one or nothing. <laughs> well, it's risky. It's a risky maneuver to pull the rug out from underneath your audience by revealing a big chunk of what they've experienced has been, in some sense, not real. And obviously, that's complicated because none of it's. But real. isn't it real because we did experience it? Oh, oh. my god! Well, that's the thing. As I think, <laughs> it, it's important to either establish clear stakes between the fantasy or the dream sequence. Mm. You know, let people know what it is that's going to happen. We talked enough about this during uh, Sucker Punch. Oh fuck, sucker punch! <laughs> or you you make it so that people invest hard enough in what might be really going on that they want to. They have this urge to figure it out, like in Mulholland mm. Drive. The reason I dug that, I picked that movie apart so much, is because I actually really liked Naomi Watts and Laura Herring's characters, yeah. um, and so wanted to find out what happened to them. So I started digging. You wanted to find out what happened in a David Lynch film? Are you mad? <laughs> You fucking it, idiot. <laughs> it's the experience that happened. Just experience it. Put down exactly. your TikTok, Paul. I know. It's the worst. I, <laughs> these kids and their TikTok. Trying to figure out mint movies. I hate them. Or you offer an experience that is authentic or resonant with the audience. You know, who who cares how much of Eraserhead is actually real? It's an evocative exploration of unwilling parenthood, mm. you know. There's a great behind-the-scenes look at Pacific Rim where oh. the designers are talking to Guillermo del Toro about mm. <clears throat> for the science to kind of work uh, mm. of the Jaeger, it would be better if the pilots were uh, vertical inside the, the, oh, yeah. the, the cavity if they were kind mm. of... Each, it was almost like Power Rangers, you know, you yeah. have one kind of in the upper chest and then one in the lower chest. And yeah. he said to them, you're gaining logic and yeah. you're losing heart and emotion. Yeah. Because exactly. for this film to work, they need to be side by side. That's that's what the emotional resonance and yeah. the core theme of the film, that we're stronger together. Yeah. So to have them on top of each other is just going to create this distance and mm. make the movie lesser. And yeah. um I think that's such a great framework for when you're making art, you know. It really is. And I do, to some extent, feel like Stay is a movie that put its pilots on top of each other, <laughs> to mm. some extent. Because it was very interested in its structure and the hints and the clues and all the rest of it. The heart of the thing. Um, and it's very interesting that compared to all those movies I just mentioned, this one decided, very interestingly to not focus on the dreamer. The dreamer is not the main character Ewan McGregor is, and he's investigating yeah. the psyche of the person who's dying, which is curious. An, it an is curious. I, I kind of rationalized it mm. as that he is trying to help Henry. Yes. And there is this bit where they're kind of confronting each other mm. and, um, you know, as they're kind of grappled, the faces keep shifting Yes. Uh, and in my mind, that's a kind of uh, a rationalization that this man, the man, you know, o 
who is hovering over him, trying to give him mm. medical aid, is a representation yeah. of him trying to help himself. Yes, fair enough. Um, Absolutely. Which is, it's clever, but you don't want to be <laughs> clever. You know, being, cl- but like, no, being clever in art right. is, is, oh, that's the, is exactly that. You're adding emotion, uh, you're adding logic, but you are losing right. heart. Right. But let's um, look at that. Let's look at the idea that these two men are the same and they're just projection. One is a projection of the other. What yeah. can we gleam about the character of Gosling and his life? He feels guilty about the car crash that has killed his family. Yeah. Uh, and that when he was alive, he wasn't sure he was going to make it as an artist. And he yes. had a lot of anxieties about that. And I think the whole, you know, my big kind of hang up with this film mm. is the the way it handles suicide and suicidal ideation. Yes. Um, because it, I feel like at the end, the suicide didn't like cost anything. Yeah. And, and it's always tricky when you have to like have someone show... Th- when you have to show someone killing themselves to wake up, that is quite yeah. like that. That can send a quite problematic uh, um, thing. I think that is a large part of Gosling's identity. That this kind mm. of theme of suicide and yeah. that he's got this character who had already uh, slashed her her wrists. Um, yes, and what is she? Is she his projection? Is that I would, is that his would, story? Did he commit, I would think try to so, commit suicide? Because it's so prevalent. Yes. Um, you know, not just death. Uh, Suicide specifically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's, I don't know, I think that stuff would have been um, part of his life before this. And so yeah. it would have been nice to have, it. like, I think a better version of this film would probably mm. have Gosling as the centre. Um, yeah. You know, and and if we do say that these, they're all projections, mm. um, then have them be supporting uh, yeah, and have more of a focus on, on them because then it's this thing of, um, you know, how much more of a tragic story is that? That this yeah. is the time where he actually <laughs> wanted to live, and um, you know, stay in, stay in this reality. It's interesting because yeah, because the crash in this case ends up not being the big thing that's happening to him. There's no ambiguity really about the crash. He needn't feel guilty. It's mm. it's signed off, you know, very neatly by McGregor. You know, it wasn't your fault. The tire um, blew, yeah. The tire blew, exactly. So the suicide theme is more prevalent, but is muddying the waters because, okay, so your death anxiety, you mm. know, is coming from something that happened before the big twist ending car crash. It's yeah. from a sense of failure. But okay, so why aren't we talking about failure the more than we're talking about guilt? Because guilt is also, you know, it's the stated. Um, so when he's talking about guilt throughout the movie, it's not the fact that he feels like he deserves to die because of survivor's guilt. But is it mm. due to an earlier suicide episode? It's just yeah, muddying the water it is a bit. Muddy. It it would be better had he, uh, or you know, a clearer story. I should say mm. rather than better, uh, yeah. would would have him be responsible for mm. the death yes. of his his girlfriend and parents and that that's not even necessarily to say oh, yeah but he, it it needn't even be that he was drinking or looking at mm. his phone sometimes you just have accidents on the you know yeah. your and it's hard micro, to accept that yes you, you, you sleep uh, or you know you mm. you you swerve um, sure. and it and that is a complex thing but that's sure. Um, also makes it harder for the character to wrestle with as opposed to if you kind yeah. of clean your hands and say, oh, but it wasn't your fault, then it's, yeah. you know. I'm not to say that well, I'm sure there's incidents all the time where it's no one's fault. 
but they yeah. would feel immense guilt. Oh, over sure. It. Absolutely. For a narrative, it's, it is muddy. I do agree. <laughs> it's interesting because in other Owl Creek alikes, and I hope that becomes the name of this sh- subgenre. <laughs> I think it's good. <laughs> it's about accepting... It's about accepting the idea of death or not accepting the idea of death if you're Carnival yeah. of Souls because it's great. Mm. Um, and just get dragged screaming into the afterlife. <laughs> it is curious that Gosling's character had other things on his mind than his imminent death. You know, the, the whole art thing could have been tied more into the idea of legacy. Like, did I do enough to be remembered? Yeah, which is thing. kind of... We have Naomi Watts say that instead. Yes, which, yeah, it, which is good. And it's nice, but it, it's just... It's hard to tell, have this all coalesce into a clear image of, you know, Gosling's character. And I've seen YouTube, uh, a YouTube critic describe this as a smart movie because of all the little hints that it has and all the stylistic things. But mm. the movie is I felt smart resolved. smart or is it clever? <laughs> yes, fair mm. enough. Is it just tricky? You know, is there yeah. just like lots of little bits? The movie yeah. resolved itself quite neatly by the end. There wasn't really any amb- ambiguity for me to go away and think about like, oh, so what was this and what was that? It's, oh, okay, it was a car crash and all of the rest was imagined and you know, it's then about the insights it might have given into his earlier life. Um, mm. Yeah, I think stylistically, I would love to trace this aesthetic back through the noughties into the American indie scene of the 90s and therefore the French new wave of the 60s because the noughties variant is very distinctive. Mm. The flash cuts, the sped up slowdown stuff. Oh, yeah. Bizarre scene transitions, which yeah. I thought was the- unique to like the Saw franchise. But no, this, yeah. is, this is a new winner. <laughs> Oh, if you like abrupt transitions, I rewatched The Crow the other day because it's one of my fa- oh. it's one of my f- favorites, and yeah. I was watching it with a friend who had never seen it, and his eyes started hurting from all the red flashes. <laughs> my my favorite se- naughty scene transition is in Saw Four, and a character oh, yeah, grabs that one. Gra- yeah, grabs a woman and throws her through a mirror, and she flies through the mirror. And on the other side of the mirror is the next scene and the camera pans through Excellent. and it was a scene transition. I just love the idea that if you zoomed out, the woman would be on the floor just in the <laughs> middle of this scene. It's so good. So, um. but you know what? I, I've done this at a service because I did enjoy it. It was, it, yeah. there's interesting performances going on. Aesthetically, it's mesmerizing. Oh, um, yeah. The- sometimes in the way it ten- tends to be. <laughs> yes, it, it, it definitely, I would, I would say the making of the film Mm. And the aesthetics and the cinematography probably overshadow what what is muddy about yeah. the the central premise. It's not entirely successful, and there's better examples out there of this kind of thing. But mm. it's interesting, and it's trying very hard to do what it's doing. Um, I'm just not entirely sure if behind all of the tricks and clues and flair, there is actually a beating heart that's worth going back to time and time again to draw from. Having mm. said that, I certainly wasn't bored. It kept me mm. engaged, and. Um, yeah, it had it had plenty going for it. Some mm. of which we'll list now. Nice. Quick fire. Gosling is going into his therapist's mm. office. Uh, mm. There is a receptionist who is played by is it Amy Sedaris? Might be Amy Sedaris. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, and she's the receptionist, and she's talking to someone on the phone, and she's going, "I just start drinking and doing a lot of like pills." Because then it just kills the pain, and then I can just deal with it later. I'm just saying that. I'm not telling you to drink. I know you've got meetings. I'm just telling you what works for me, okay? And it's a really funny, weird conversation that I feel That's interesting. I missed that. I I feel like she just got to improv. (laughs) 
That's <laughs> fun. No, no one took it out. <laughs> <laughs> and especially it being the context of a therapist's office is just really funny. I'm just telling you what I do to yeah. numb the pain. I'm not a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one for me. <laughs> that was good. Um, I actually kind of like McGregor's grey rubbish suit. You know, he shows up and he's got this... It's very... It's very noticeable how unstylish and kind of old-fashioned it is. Yeah. And, like, what someone might picture a therapist to wear. And I... Yeah, I kind of like it. It's sort of very thick wool or tweed, I forget, looking grey suit. Mm. Uh, yeah, I like that. It does, it does feel like I am I am a substitute teacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's I'm like a substitute Leather, <laughs> leather patches in the arms. Um... It was just like, as as we said, like this film is full of all the little clues and hints, which I actually do like kind of spotting. Yeah, it's um, fun. Just, a, just in a creative way. Uh, yeah. The train scene where Gosling puts out the cigarette in his arm. Uh, oh, yeah. We, as one of the guys is leaving the train, he's just carrying a baby toy in a plastic Ooh. bag. And I really like fucked up, like, you know, not yeah. like a normal kind of baby doll. It's like, it looks like it's been at a river or, oh or my something. God. I think it's missing That's an eye. Great. And it was like one that I totally, totally just like fixated on that. I'm yeah. like, I've never fucking seen that before. Like it did feel like noticing the gorilla. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah. And I like the idea that you can go back and see little details, you know, to these things. Mm, that is mm. that is fun. Yeah, it does um, have a rewatchability. It's like a scavenger hunt. It does, but it is just leading you back to the same conclusion. It's just clues that lead to that conclusion, which has merit in and of itself, but you're not going to mm. come away with like a wildly different interpretation of no, the whole movie no. as a result. But yeah, the details are great. Mark Magolis, um, uh, Salamanca, is um, <laughs> is really great. And I love him as the subway smoking guy uh, telling uh, yeah. Gosling to put his cigarette out. No smoking on the train. Look at the sign, fella. No smoking. Capiche? Put it out. Put out the fucking cigarette. I just yeah. really bought his stern look and his, you know, his yeah. yeah powerful kind of delivery and i wish that i could summon up that authority when i'm t- asking people to behave themselves in public yeah he had great <laughs> uh line readings as well mm. of he's not gonna make it is he yeah um, really loaded he's a very fine actor and he's largely remembered because of breaking bad as the guy in the wheelchair who does the donkey face you know. <laughs> we all have our Which he's also very good at <laughs> we all have our donkey face <laughs> um uh, look, is it Sterling K. Brown or am I losing my fucking mind? Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, it, sure, in, it? It's when Gosling drops in and Ewan McGregor's mm. like, oh, I've, I've actually got another patient coming. And, and Gosling's like, this will just be quick. Uh, mm. I'm going to kill myself. Psych. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, just real and quick. I think it, I th- and uh, there's like a, a pay- the, the next client is tapping at the door and I think it's Sterling K. Brown. Um, and you and Greg is like, can you just can you just give us a few second, um, like a few minutes? And he just goes, I've got a conference call at eleven. And it's like, and it's like this perfectly awkward. Like, I don't want to say no, but I also don't want to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, when like, I first I loaded w- him up, I checked yeah. his big four just to check if it was one of them. <laughs> 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 okay, Black Panther, the Predator. Uh. Oh my God, the Predator! So he's a tuman. Oh no! I'm sorry, uh, Sterling K. Brown. <laughs> I've done this. <laughs> you have done this. <laughs> and then when Gosling leaves, we see him 
um, in the corridor and he's like kind of just rapping on his briefcase like yeah. with his fists. <laughs> I just found good. that really f- funny. That is fun. <laughs> we're, we're moving through about the same pace here because I'm in that same sequence just before he leaves and I've got two. Uh, the practicing for hell line when he asks about the burn is such an emo line. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Why'd you burn yourself? Practicing for hell. Ooh. Like, it's something that you just tell your teacher to see me. You don't edgy. know me, <laughs> mum. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fact that after he disclosed the suicide thing, I work with um, adults at risk or vulnerable yeah. adults, whatever you want to call them. And we, we do have rules that, you know, you have to inform them that you're going to have to break confidentiality if they have, you know, indicated they're going to be a threat to themselves or others. Yeah. And there were ways of handling it. And I just really enjoyed you and McGregor's, you've got to understand, everything just changed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he really does balls it up. I'm he like, might as well have just pulled a ripcord and a fucking yeah. life vest come out. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a few of him being... A, like, he's a bad therapist through and through here. Him counting his girlfriend's pills. Um, but also when he meets the mum, uh, which I might use as... Uh, I might <laughs> use this segue to talk about. I really did enjoy that sequence. That sequence was going to be my like big thing. Yeah, yeah I really it was liked wonderfully that. creepy. You must hate me. Is that why you did it? No, I don't hate you. I'm here because your son needs help. I knew you'd come eventually. It's been quiet without you. Lonely. Yeah. Um, and it had that perfect feeling of like, what the fuck is going on here? Yep. But like a good, yeah. like like it really feels like a turning point in the film where reality yeah. just untangles and her delivery of that no one's been I've been alone in this house for a thousand years and you're like what yeah. the fuck what the fuck uh, yeah. and her suddenly bleeding <laughs> from the temple um, yeah it's really really good but at some point where she mm. mistakes Ewan McGregor for Henry because I guess he is yeah. <laughs> in this yeah. narrative yeah. <laughs> um, he says yes mum and I'm like don't do that you know you yeah. don't play along to yeah. someone's delusion <laughs> he does that a couple of times it's not yeah it's yeah, not ideal yeah yeah like you it's uh, hard because you don't deny them yeah um but you don't play along one thing i really liked about that sequence was the fact that the projection of her made sense when you know what the twist is you know this idea of yeah. she's you know, she is this tragic figure because, you know, he is projecting her as being hurt, but also a little bit angry about her death. So his guilt and his, you know, sorrow that he's let her down in this way and denied her, you know, her life and the life of her kid. You know, that all seemed quite to manifest in that sequence mm. in the way in which she acted. And that was that was good. I like that. And that's what yeah. I'd like to have seen, you know, from more of the characters. Yeah. In my notes, I said that whole thing feels like being in the Black Lodge. Yeah, yeah. Him walking no. between these <laughs> empty rooms and yeah. Um, I also like the fact that from Ewan McGregor's flat, you can plainly see the w- the road, like these motorways. Yes, I had that too. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> it was cool. I kind of like it. I know it's meant to represent how present the idea of traffic is on you know his psyche, but I also just kind of like it, like being able to look out your window and see people it, zooming off to places. It was also very relaxing because um, mm. just like. It was a constant flow of buses, kind of back and <laughs> back and forth, really yeah. moving, you know, slowly and smoothly. And I was like, Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what kind of part of my brain this is unlocked, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a well, five hour fun. YouTube video of this, please. <laughs> yeah. Also, in the fucked up part of my brain, I think, oh, you could bone in these windows and there's no way any of these people <laughs> would be able to find you. <laughs> you could entertain exhibitionism with relative anonymity. <laughs> 
are you going to do? Follow the motorway back? No chance. I'm not turning around. I'm on the way to Cleveland. Uh, they're not walruses. They're manatees, you fucking idiots. Ah, uh, twist. The, that yeah, was the, the twist. The animals, um, the, uh, that, that Gosling likes to see at the aquarium. Yeah. The mum says the wa- you like to go see the walruses. It, they're oh, manatees. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I called fuck. them sea lions. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Oh, well, when the kid loses his balloon, I like oh, the yeah. I like the piano guy being like, "Sorry, kid, that's going to balloon heaven." I know it's that very sweet that he tried yeah. to do it, but also when you see that scene repeat for the second mm. time, it's also really noticeable how shit of a job he does trying to catch that balloon. Oh yeah, that <laughs> rubs off his hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Sorry, kid. Oh god, yeah. Uh, there's a weird um, kind of fucked up line in the Hamlet mm. bit. Oh, yeah. Um, where Athena's reading with this other actor, helping him practice mm. his lines. Yeah. Honky uh, actor, too. As his Rosencrantz. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, there's a bit where she goes, I love the word slave. And the guy looks at her, <laughs> this black guy. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Athena? I thought he said that. And I was like, Oh, Jesus. maybe he does. Yeah, I, I love I think he the said that. And slave. I was like, fuck me, screenwriters. However, my favorite line of the play is, Oh, what a rogue and peasant slave am I. I have no idea what any of it means, but I love the word slave. Hello. Uh. Yeah, so fucking... Like, and it's just not mentioned upon either. Yeah. It's, like a, it's a real I'd love her, were she an Ethiop line of like, what the fuck? <laughs> the fuck are you saying, man? Yeah. I feel like I would do exactly what she said and just be like, huh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I yeah, I, I really liked Bob Hoskins in general. I just love it when he shows up in things, almost anything. Yeah, he had a couple of really good lines in this. Do you remember the, the dream of the burning boy, referred to by Freud? Vaguely. Uh, vaguely meaning no. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yes. <laughs> That's good. Do you remember the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> yeah. Bob Hoskins, I've got a few things for him where okay. uh, when Ewan McGregor gives him the ring that he's mm. going to propose to De- Naomi Watts with, there's a wonderful yeah. ah of like realization. Yeah. Um, which is very sweet. And also, mm. I, cr- I actually did cry. Uh, and which is Aww. not, a, it might not be a testament to the film, <laughs> but it's <laughs> probably a testament a testi- to Bob Hoskins. It's probably a testament to Bob Hoskins and mm. Ryan Gosling, where Aww. he sees, yeah, um, where Bob Hoskins sees um, for the first time, and yeah. he just touches Gosling's hair. Yeah, there's like a bit where he, it's like he almost lifts up his hair, and it's a very sweet, tender yeah. touch. And I did tear cute. up a little bit, <laughs> I'm tearing up thinking about it now. <laughs> Some of his emo hair. <laughs> All right, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I like the blue staircase sequence when they're chasing each other up and down the uh, staircases, and oh, I loved that. Yeah, that looked really nice, and I like the shade of blue. It very much bespoke the early noughties for me. It was um. Yeah, a very naughty aesthetic. The ah, oh, the train station. Oh yeah. Uh, where Bob Hoskins meets up with Ewan McGregor mm. and he's regained his sight. It's mm. got a real end of the world feeling. Ooh. Like it feels really apocalyptic, yes. where it's like yes, suddenly everything. Yeah, everything is turned now. Uh, the good. reality is unraveling. Yeah, um, much more satisfactorily than ser- Serenity. 
<laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> and you mean the one with the fish, not... Oh, yeah, yeah. Not the, <laughs> the one with the fish named Justice. <laughs> yeah. God, it's so stupid. <laughs> and I love stupid films. <laughs> well, stupid enough. So that's... My yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Diane Lane sex simulator. Oh, God. Uh, the, the scene um, where Ryan Gosling is looking in a jewellery shop window, obviously, mm. the, you know, the, he had just... Um, I don't know if he had proposed to Athena yeah. yet, but yeah. Uh, and so that kind of keeps reoccurring through the film. But yeah. he's looking at a jewelry shop and his his head starts to bleed. Yes. Um, and he turns around and all the extras are just staring at him and they're yeah. frozen. But what I really like is that they're just standing still. Mm. Like, because you can see the breath coming, like the cold air coming out of their mouth. And yeah, you can yeah. see them moving slightly because mm. they're just like staying still in real time and also yeah. that that shot is done by ryan gosling oh right so it's actually <laughs> the pov oh okay yeah yeah <laughs> that's good but i really do like that scene it's very eerie <laughs> i'll have two architecture moments i really liked beth's uh brutalist apartment i can't even oh, remember who fuck beth yeah. is oh fuck yeah beth is the um the actual is henry's previous psychiatrist played by janine garofalo oh that's right yeah she had a very starkly sort of interesting blocky kind of building oh which, god um, yeah was very interesting yes i remember the windows now looking out they were very interesting in the bathroom um and yeah i did also like the architecture of the theater including the very tightly wound staircase going down which is filmed very good. oh i i looked this up but then i forgot mm. it <laughs> but it is filmed oh, on a real kind of staircase and i've oh, cool. Uh, when I was in Europe, I went to visit a lot of churches because they're cool, mm. they are beautiful yeah. architecture, and oh, yeah. uh, all of them had staircases like that yeah. where yeah. it was that tight, and like yes. you just keep going round and round. And I round. hate that because if somebody's coming the other way, which sometimes <laughs> they allow to happen, you have to go to the thin bit in the middle, oh, and it's yeah. like, oh fuck, I'm gonna die. And this is no how I'm gonna die. <laughs> and there's no railings; they just <laughs> monks were a lot better yeah. monks. <laughs> monks, yeah, probably. you know, monks, yeah, monks. in the Catholic yeah. Church. <laughs> and the castles. <laughs> my, I think my other thing is the there was a few ads in the subway, and one was definitely Gosling. <laughs> like it's you, it's it's not. I thought that was the brand, definitely no, Gosling. No, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it's definitely, it's not definitely Gosling. <laughs> uh, it's like half of his face. And okay. um, it's got kind of writing in Japanese down. But I was mm. like, holy shit, that's Ryan Gosling. So, you know, like it, there's <laughs> a lot a cool of detail. little clever details in there. Yeah. I really like the taxi driver who drove you and McGregor around whilst he was visiting all of the Athenas. He's just mm. this guy and he just looks so put upon and weary about this, but also mm. just mildly interested. Like he's not going to ask questions about why we're driving up to everybody in the phone book called Athena. Some Terminator bullshit that I don't understand, but yeah. I'm gonna... <laughs> Just let him get on with it. It's a living. <laughs> it's a living. Um, oh, yeah. I've just got a lot of don't do this in life. <laughs> uh, Ewan McGregor shouldn't move Ryan Gosling's neck. Yep. I know that the car is burning, but he is outside of the car now. Yeah, so yeah. he is away from the danger. <laughs> well, the, the the car that was burning, I think, was the car that they hit. Or a, a different car, because the, the yeah. car that they were in was oh, upside yeah. down. Oh, God. Yeah. And you see uh, Athena went through odd. the windshield. It's upsetting. Yeah, that is rough. And you also shouldn't say, like, Gosling's not dead at this point. 
Yeah. And at some point, I think Ewan or Naomi Watts says, yeah, they're gone. Yeah, they, to he his does. Family. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you're right in front of him, dude. Like, don't <laughs> fucking... He's don't fucking say that. And I... I, I I know I did kind of like three in a row there, but fuck you. Uh. No worries. My next one is my last one, so I could just go out and leave you to it. <laughs> I can go. I just, I just fuck off for a bit, go down the pub. I think, I think this will be my last one. Uh, okay. Ryan Gosling is really heartbreaking. Like he Aww. does commit to this with an earnestness. But I think this whole is prevalent throughout the whole film. Like they mm. really commit to this kind of fucking bit. And, yeah. and Gosling's like... <laughs> this gag. Yeah, th- Gosling's sadness and, yeah. and I think he really does do a great performance. There's a, a, I think so. a I was t- horribly sad where he says he's he's going to kill himself in three days. And yeah. you know, you and McGregor does say this has changed everything. I now have yeah. to uh, now I now have to do a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, oh I got God. fucking forms. Yeah, and and Gosling says, "Yeah, don't worry about it. You know, we'll yeah. see each other again." Um, yeah. I've there's got three days, right? And it just the like the blaseness that he said that with was really yeah. heartbreaking because it did actually yeah. feel quite real. If you talk to me about suicide, I'm required to take certain actions. Hey, look, just wait a second, ways. Just you know, deal with him, and uh, we'll talk about it next time. And and him at the end like just on the floor like it was really hard to watch because he is just such a mm. young guy here look at me stay with me that's stay it. with that's us it. stay there look at me what what That's what I wanted more of. It's the idea yeah. that this is an intelligent, artful young guy whose life is slipping away and he's trying to come to terms with it. And that's that's what I really wanted this movie to be come the end. Yeah, and he did a great mm. performance. So I think yeah. he could have Gosling carried can't that. Yeah, can't be faulted. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, your last thing. My, yeah, my last thing is um, Ewan McGregor focused, which is good. Um, <laughs> the other the other main character of this, he's there and he's trying, he's reassuring McGregor that he's, the crash wasn't his fault. Listen... I was driving right behind you. You didn't do anything wrong, all right? Your front tire blew. Okay, it wasn't your fault. <laughs> it, I very much would like at some stage in my life for McGregor to tell me that I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's the OGT. <laughs> the OGT. 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 The OGT. So, on Facebook, we have Jennifer Soames. Oh, fuck um, yeah. Yeah, lovely Jennifer Soames who came back and said, Whoa, this came out during my first stint working in cinemas. I recall that despite it being a chain, they had us giving a speech about turning off cell phones and keeping quiet, and this film always started latest at night. This led to Usher's hating if that uh, Showtime sold tickets. It also stands out to me as on the piffy one-word title of the era. For example, Stay, Pulse, Next. Oh. I like the piffy one-word title. I've yeah, me too. I'm fond of that. It's fun to come up with ones. <laughs> eat. I think there was one called eat. Embryo. Does it have to be one <laughs> syllable? One syllable is best. Fuck. 
fuck <laughs> the movie. <laughs> yeah, fuck. It's quite good. Well, I think That's a maybe good poster. this is this is the reason the film did so poorly because of oh, definitely poor customer service from the likes <laughs> of yourself, Jen. <laughs> How dare you? Sh- you should have sold that film. <laughs> you should have. It's entirely down to you. I definitely remember uh, enjoying the performance. But I am shocked at how many on the cast list I totally forgot were in this. Mm. Uh, we should have had Bob Hoskins' Renaissance with this and Unleashed. <laughs> Unleashed is so good in Unleashed. Or Danny the Dog, as some might know it. Um, Naomi Watts is usually a win. And you and Ewan shows that he survived working with Michael Bay in the island. Aww. Not many did. <laughs> many didn't. What Most if it's of... his twin? Boo and McGregor. <laughs> Most importantly, this seems to be an important step for Ryan Gosling between young Hercules and Drive slash Blue Valentine. Very true. This is the maturation. And we can all um, be thankful for that. Definitely. Thanks for choosing this, Ellen. I always enjoy your picks. Aw, really? I'm sorry I insulted your customer service, Jen. You're a true scholar and a gentleman. (laughs) Gilman said that we're allowed to call her Jenny, but I feel like he's trying to get me in trouble. He calls me Ellie as well, which is... Yeah, did he ask for, for permission first or did you start doing that to see <laughs> what would happen? Sum- he didn't file the right form. <laughs> and then you're playing fast and loose around here, mate, and I don't like it. Um, um, I don't think the random stranger I tagged on Twitter has gotten back to us, so I think that's it for the OG team. The OG, OG team. team. Thanks, OG, OG team. That's uh, OG team. <laughs> so, do you have a one better thing? The one better thing. In true Ellen fashion, I have many. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so maybe go you go it. first. and No, maybe you go first because then well, if you've done one of mine, I cannot say it. <laughs> well, I'm a little nervous about mine because I, it's a divisive film and I don't think we've talked about it. It's the last jet. No, it's not. It's... Uh, <laughs> I've never heard you talked about the. Never. I've never heard you speak about the, the Last Jedi. <laughs> We've literally never brought it up, but I'm actually a bit of a fan. So, no, the film is. I'm thinking of ending things by Charlie. Charlie. Clawson. Oh fuck you! That was on top of my list. All right. Oh hooray! <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so yes, this came out last year, and it's a similar kind of premise. It's scenario where you're not quite sure what's real or what's ha- or what's going on, and there's very strange, surreal, and very off-putting elements. It's very tense, and kind of um... oh, this film's a lot better reviewed than I remember it being. I was gonna say, is it really divisive? No, sorry, I thought it had really poor reviews, but it's got like eighty-two percent Rotten Tomatoes. All right, fuck me, I don't know what I'm talking about. You fucking liar! You, you fucking dirty, nerd. Dirty liar! <laughs> I swear to God, I remembered it being in like the fifties, but uh, okay, never mind that. <laughs> um, maybe more time has passed. Maybe, maybe yeah. favorable, but it really resonated with me. I remember, um, I remember Mark Kermode giving it an inexplicable review in which he described it as being something like. <laughs> the troubled the pains of the troubled genius and it's like really you got that because i really got palpable self-loathing off of this film it seemed to me a movie about a guy who's very much spent his life living in his head and as someone who has done that a fair bit myself the idea that you might get old enough that the world you've constructed in your head would start to sour and the characters who are stuck in it might turn against you and start resenting you Mm. was very powerful yeah i got that with also just a melancholy Mm. like oh my god uh, yeah that I I love that film and I remember yeah. watching it for the first time and it did have that like I think within the first five minutes I did say out loud what the fuck <laughs> 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 which is a and great you gotta thing. love that which, and my yeah. god the cast is great oh it was just um, a very melancholy film and one that I really loved a lot yeah no I absolutely agree hooray 
And Undivisive film. I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> uh, well, just in general, I've written Lynch shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good bet. Because if you want that feeling of unsettling reality. Love that and, Lynch shit. And strange stilted performances, but with a real kind of underpinning of, it, it gives you such space as an audience member to really figure it out. Not f- yeah. and not even figure it out. It defies figuring it out. It just asks that, yeah, you to. Yeah, exactly. It just asks you to fucking watch it. Yeah. And and knowing that it's okay to be confused. Yeah. Is, is a because wonderful the experiences feeling. and your emotional response to the thing is is the fi- is the thing. You know, mm. it's the whole point. So trying to figure out, you know, what does this key mean and how does it fit into there. My oh. favorite thing was when he released Mulholland Drive on DVD and there was a list of clues to figuring out the movie, all of which were <laughs> red herrings. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Razorhead is my most spiritual film. Can you explain that? No. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> and my other thing is uh, Silent Hill 2. Oh, now yeah. you mean the game? Yeah. As to Silent Hill Redemption or whatever the fuck they called well, it. Because that's not Silent Hill 2. That's based on Silent Hill 3. Exactly. And when I say based on, <laughs> I mean loosely using characters. Yeah. The, char- <laughs> the costume is similar. Loosely adapted from. <laughs> uh, no, Silent Hill Inspired 2. Inspired by the, the box art for. <laughs> Someone saw <laughs> the, the poster of Silent Hill 2 uh, out of a passing train. Um, No, Silent Hill 2, the Vigi game Vigi game The Vigi game Vigi game And that has such a sense of, you know, that stilted quality Which is Mm. James not quite reacting to things in the way that that you should And and the voice actor (laughs) for Maria, um, who is a kind of, looks... Uh, mm. exactly similar to James' dead wife, who he's trying to find in Silent Hill. Yeah. There's this great scene where he finds her after he thought she had died from Pyramid mm. Head. And she's just talking, reminiscing about memories she shouldn't have, um, yeah. like she was his wife. And then at some point she snaps and goes, I'm not your Mary. And it's yeah. like such a really cold, shocking line read that is yeah. really, really great. But that, that film explores guilt, uh, that video game explores guilt in such a, fantastic way because as we all know at this point James murdered his wife his infirm yeah. wife maybe if Stay had kind of gone that route where it's having an obviously guilty person exploring that it's a much more compelling tale and similar to Stay it's got all these really clever little clues that once you get to the end and realize what the actual narrative is yeah. and what James has done it really does make a lot of sense yeah so absolutely yeah. fantastic check those out those were the one many better things. The one better thing. Many better things. <laughs> many better things is what you get when Ellen's the co-host. <laughs> I can't choose things. <laughs> and that is her bountiful generosity. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, tell people how they can find out about your other uh, gifts that you've bestowed. Mm-hmm. Or audio gifts. If you would, yeah. <laughs> Audial. What kind of cordial is that? Mark, can I have a glass of audial? Of course, you can find me in all of my ways at Baby Beard Media, uh, which is uh, attempting a hostile takeover of one good thing. (laughs) Yeah, it has been a lot lately. Yeah, but we're. And um, we love it. Yeah, we're a media company and we make Ah. TTRPG and RPG content. We have a fantastic TTRPG podcast, Roll to Cast, which you can find on all good podcatchers, which has a different season of a TTRPG game, uh, a 
sorry, a different TTRPG game every yeah. season. <laughs> we've done Cyberpunk, we've done Vampire, we're doing Kids on Bikes. It's all very, very Yay. fun. We have our YouTube channel where we do all the best RPG games in Let's Plays. Check that out. And if you really want to, you know, scratch our backs, um, hop uh-huh. over to our Patreon because we've got Yay. some fun little stuff there. Uh, we are changing all of our tiers at the moment and there's the possibility to play some games with us and earn our favour in real time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So that's all at Baby Beard Media. Absolutely check it out. It's just such a great, <laughs> such a great range of things that you're all doing and oh. it's really excellent content. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent. Meanwhile, uh, if you want to hear more from the OG team and all of our stuff, no OG team, you're the OG team. Hear from yourself. If you want to hear more from the OG team, get yourself into some sort of uh, therapy and really talk through and and get to know yourselves. And, Mm. you know, because we think you're pretty great. Um, But if you want to hear more about the one good thing, (laughs) then what you need to do is type OGT pod into literally anything you like and it'll all come up. You can find us on Twitter at OGTPod. Uh, Gmail is um, OGTPod at gmail.com, I think. If not, I'll just cut myself saying that. Um, (laughs) There's a reason Paul usually does this bit. Um, And yeah, we've got some really exciting things coming up. We've got Goodman coming back, which, you know, that'll be all right. It's all right. (laughs) Yeah, it's all right. That'll be good. (laughs) We're going to be diving down the history hole next week. Into the history hole. Into the history hole. And then we've got... So, yeah, uh, check that out. But we've also got a Patreon. And we've got some really interesting stuff happening there, including uh, because we've uh, crossed a recent um, milestone. Stretch goal? Stretch goal. There you go. (laughs) We got a certain amount of money. So... (laughs) Not only am I getting a better mic, which is much needed, uh, but also we are going to be releasing a D&D roulette game featuring Whoa. a certain Ellen person who might be on this call or might not. Who is she? Maybe. I'll kill her. <laughs> <laughs> only one Ellen. She may be on this call. She might have been in a car crash at the beginning of this call. We're not entirely Whoa. sure. But, uh-oh. What could it she mean? She'll be there, along with some of our very good friends and very good Nels all of whom are very long-suffering and have decided to take out their rage in a, um, in a D&D session. I think you'll all enjoy, so please do look out for that. It's very fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, I'm Paul and D. <laughs> I'm Ellen dying on the ground. <laughs> Remember, the one good thing about Stay is... It looks cool. <laughs> it looks very cool. Mom. It's got all the little hits. <laughs> it looks way cooler than I did in 2005. 